Hi everyone, welcome back to What the Fintech, your Fintech Feel Good Show. What the Fintech is a news and information platform covering the latest Fintech development in Hong Kong, Singapore, China, and Asia. Join us every week for an engaging conversation with various tech figures, and we discuss about entrepreneurships, emerging technology, customer engagement, and partnerships. Before starting this interview, feel free to share your questions in the comment sections, like, and share with your friends. And today we have Miguel from Pioneer. How are you, Miguel? I'm well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very happy to have you here today. Uh, Pioneer is one of the biggest names on the market uh, across the world. I'm super glad to hear you say that. I think it's been an amazing journey for me at Pioneer, but uh, I love it. Every minute is super exciting. Thank you very much for being here today. Um, before we start this interview, my first question is every time to the person coming here to introduce himself in a couple of words. Can you introduce yourself, what you did in your life, and how you came to become the general manager of Pioneer in, uh, in Hong Kong. Sure, happy to. So I like to say that I spent many years in traditional fintech. So I spent more than a dozen years with global players like FIS, uh, basically providing software and services to banks and uh, payment operators across Southeast Asia. And one of the things that I really focused on was um, customer front-end solutions. So back in the day, they called it internet banking, mobile banking, and they were channel solutions. And the banks back then were very slow to adopt. And I couldn't quite understand why, because I saw this as a really good way to engage with customers more digitally and in a better user experience. And so when the opportunity came to join Payoneer, which was an emerging fintech back then, I jumped at the chance. I remember that uh, my first exposure to Payoneer, uh, I attended one of what we call the Payoneer Forums in Manila. This is uh, an event that we run in dozens of cities all over the world. We bring together entrepreneurs, partners, and uh, community leaders to kind of talk about global cross-border trends. And I remember I got to this event, I... Uh, get out of the elevator, it was held in this hotel, and outside the elevator, the line was already forming to register for the event. And so when I saw that, I was like, wow, there's something happening here. There's something super interesting happening here. And uh, I joined the company, and uh, today my role uh, is as VP of Southeast Asia and general manager of Payoneer, and my team focuses on our go-to-market and growth strategy in the region. We work with customers, partners, uh, communities, and key stakeholders to basically help those that are looking to expand globally. Thank you very much. Um, great to, uh, to understand what you are doing there. Can you also um, introduce briefly what is doing Pioneer in the region here? Sure. So with Pioneer, what we're really trying to do is enable businesses of all sizes to thrive in the global digital economy. You know, for me, it's really about leveling the playing field for SMBs, helping them to access new markets, new platforms, and do business internationally. I think that one of the things that uh, we've always really tried to, uh, to do is to understand our customers because 90% of the world's businesses are actually SMBs. Um, and in developed countries like the Philippines, where I'm from, um, it's actually closer to 99. And they drive a significant portion of the global economy and the local economy. But there's also a lot of friction for these SMBs to participate in cross-border trade. 
And one of the things that Paleo tries to do is really to provide them with a solution that enables them to expand globally, whether they want to sell on a global marketplace, you know, something like an Amazon or an eBay, or provide services on a platform like Upwork or Fiverr, or to receive funds from direct international clients. And we do this by providing them with, think about, think of it as a one-stop shop for managing the money that comes in, the managing the money that goes out, and also connecting to these global platforms. Thanks for sharing. Can you elaborate a bit more on the core services and solutions? Because I understand the, the view, but if we want to go a bit in details on what you are really doing there. Sure, happy to. And um, I talked earlier about how we work with several different types of customers. And you can also think about it as a two-sided network. So on the sender side, we work with tens of thousands of the largest digital brands globally, um, the likes of, as I mentioned, Amazon, eBay, Upwork, Fiverr, but even Airbnb, Google, and Facebook. Um, and we help them pay their merchants, their sellers, their freelancers, their affiliates um, in more than 200 different countries and uh, 150 different currencies. But then on the receiver side, Uh, we also actually help those same merchants, sellers, uh, freelancers, and affiliates uh, by giving them a Payoneer account. And this account helps them to connect to those global platforms. Mm -hmm. It helps them to receive funds from international clients through a variety of methods, whether it's through credit cards, through um, virtual receiving accounts, uh, or even from money from other Payoneer users. Uh, and then you can access the funds by uh, withdrawing it to your local bank. You can uh, get a card to spend both online and offline. You can send it as well to uh, another Payoneer user. And you can, of course, also um, use this to pay others uh, both inside and outside the Payoneer network. And this effect of kind of working with both the sender side and receiver side, right? The, the network effect of both those senders encouraging more senders to consider Payoneer and those receivers asking the, the senders to add Payoneer as a way to receive funds in their platform. I think this is a lot of what's fueled our growth uh, over the last couple of years. Uh, I'm sure you face a lot of competition on this market or like other companies try to do similar products on yours. So what set apart your company to your competitions or other platforms on the market? So that's a really good question. And I like to think of it as kind of the combination of all of these factors. We've been able to build, call it a competitive moat, mm -hmm. right? Because yes, there are other companies that provide a receiving account or the ability to Um, you know, receive credit card payments, but those same companies aren't connected to the global marketplaces and platforms. Um, there are companies that perhaps are providing point solutions for FX and the like, um, but they don't think about uh, the SMB's total accounts payable and accounts receivable needs in the same way that we do. And um, lastly, in terms of our brand, I think this is something that we're really, really proud of because it's starting to become associated with global entrepreneurship 
um, we're doing our best to actually help our customers in their international payments journey. Um, you know, recently we released uh, what is now our seventh uh, annual um, Global Entrepreneurship Awards, where we recognize um, cross-border SMBs all over the world. And uh, we, we, we dive deep into their stories. We understand, um, you know, how they grew their business, and we actually build partnerships with them. And I think this is also what sets us aside, is our ability to directly engage with our customers and provide them the kind of support that helps them focus on their business and not their payments. Thanks, thanks. Um, I would like to elaborate a bit more on this report. Can you share some of the data or like findings you find uh, reading this data and uh, like creating this report? Sure. So um, this report um, is something that, as I mentioned, we, we, we release annually among other reports. Um, I was also going to talk about a, a freelance report uh, that, we, um, that we release every year. We benchmark um, freelance earnings. We benchmark... Um, rates by type of service that the freelancers provide. And, you know, we also kind of look at those freelancers that are building uh, their own businesses and hiring others. Um, this is also something which I think is a value add where we're actually uh, providing more content to our customers uh, to be able to understand the opportunities that are out there. And, and back to, for example, this, uh, this uh, entrepreneurship award, right? The the idea really was to zero in and spotlight a couple of uh, of key uh, contributors to uh, this story of SMEs going global. And uh, you know, one of the examples I love to talk about is one of our customers in the region. It's a it's a small business in Thailand. The name of the business is uh, Thumb in Thai, and they started as a local garment manufacturer uh, where they would make t-shirts and uh, dresses and clothes, but then they decided that they needed to be able to scale internationally. And so they started to sell to uh, wholesalers and, uh, and resellers in other countries. And, you know, during COVID, this business, their growth was 400%. And the way that we helped them was really to simplify the way they receive funds from their customers in the US, in Europe, and other countries around the region, and made it easy for them to then be able to manage the funds in one place, and then uh, access the funds in Thai Bot to be able to uh, pay their, uh, their people and their local business expenses. Perfect, perfect. Um, do you create a kind of ecosystem with all those SMEs and why do SMEs are leveraging on this ecosystem to grow their business, for example? I think it's a great question. And that's, that's the word that I also typically think of when I think about the work that we as Payoneer do. Um, we actually engage with various partners within this ecosystem, right? We understand that it isn't just a, uh, uh, a one company or one business effort. Uh, building the cross-border payment ecosystem and digital commerce ecosystem actually requires a lot of cooperation uh, from many different types of potential partners. So we work, for example, with um, Amazon and eBay and Walmart uh, doing events around uh, APAC, um, you know, educating uh, sellers that are looking to expand internationally on how to sell on a marketplace, what types of products would potentially sell, 
and then tips and tricks on how to maximize the business on a marketplace. Uh, similarly, in this ecosystem, we also work with other kind of community uh, partners, uh, those that are actually interested in helping SMBs in their country go global. So a good example of this is in the Philippines, we work with the Department of Information and Communication Technology. And one of their key pillars for the last couple of years is to help uh, local uh, freelancers and uh, small and medium business process outsourcing companies or BPOs, access more international opportunities, create jobs in the countryside across the Philippines. And, you know, when we work with them, we, uh, we provide content, we bring the community together, we identify trainers and speakers that help to educate those that are looking to kind of join this global digital uh, commerce opportunity and help them to navigate and better understand what they need to do to be able to participate. And at the end of the day, you know, back to the point that I made previously, it is about leveling the playing field, right? Um, giving that individual entrepreneur or that freelancer the same tools that, you know, in, in, in the past, only large companies had access to. I think for me, that underlines and underscores the importance of the work that we do is because we're actually helping uh, put these SMBs in the Philippines, for example, on the global map. This is great. I mean, like in terms of financial inclusion, there is no better way to do it, right? Um, just before we start this interview, we discussed uh, you and me, and we spoke also about the user journey and the user experience. Can you elaborate a bit more on this part as well, please? Sure. And and one of the things that, again, back to what I was talking about when I was in the kind of traditional uh, fintech space and the emergence of these digital solutions, right? I really think that this was a big leap forward than the current manual paper-based onboarding flows that many financial institutions still have today, right? So when you think about digital onboarding, um, you don't have to fill in a whole bunch of forms. You don't have to, uh, you know, uh, physically go to the branch. Everything can be done online or on your mobile phone. It's convenient and it's easy. And, you know, when you think beyond that, right, because payments, we know, right, um, a lot of due diligence and KYC is needed uh, around payments because when you're working, for example, with very sensitive information like credit card numbers, you need to make sure that uh, you understand the business of your customers. And so I remember many years ago when, when I had my own small business, um, I wanted to receive credit card payments. And uh, the bank told me, okay, here's a stack of documents that you need to fill in, right? Then I need three years audited financial statements. Then I also need your business permits and all of these things. And, you know, I was scratching my head going, my goodness, right? It took me, I think, three, four weeks to be able to pull that all together and give it to the bank. And basically it took me more than a month and a half to be able to accept credit card payments. Today, we do that digitally, right? And today, we're able to collect that information and provide a much smoother onboarding process for these SMBs. And then moving beyond that, once you've set up your account, right, then you can actually have a single place to manage accounts payable, 
the money that you invoice or receive from your clients or from international marketplaces. Um, and, um, you know, accounts receivable and payable in that way where the money that you need to pay your suppliers, the money that you might need to spend on things like digital advertising so we can give you a card and help you uh, drive traffic to your store or your site um, and then manage those funds in a very convenient and efficient way. And then lastly, with the partnerships that we've enabled and the APIs that we can expose to some of our partners, um, we've, we've even you know, seen some many things uh, in, in key markets where, um, for example, in Pakistan, uh, we've worked with some of the largest banks there uh, and created real-time integrations with them. So an SMB in Pakistan can transfer from within their Payoneer account to their local bank in seconds rather than days. You anticipate my question on the cutting edge technology helping Payoneer. So my next question will be mostly focusing on innovation. How innovations help you to structure your strategy and develop your strategy this past years, but also for the future? So it's a really great question. Uh, when I think about innovation, I also think just about trying to become brilliant at the basics, right? When you kind of zoom out and look at some of the key pain points of SMBs, some of them are really, really, um, you know, rudimentary, right? They're worried about cash flow. They're worried about um, how quickly am I going to get paid? They worry about where I'm going to get working capital. They worry about how to collect payments if they launch uh, a new store, for example, on Shopify, right? And um, I think one of the things that we've recently launched is is a product called uh, Payoneer Checkout. It's uh, uh, B2, uh, B2C uh, payment processing. Um, we see this opportunity as a really, really big one in the years to come. Uh, the D2C market in the US alone is probably going to surpass 170 billion this year. And this product launch represents something that, you know, our customers have been asking for for many years. And now we've been able to collaborate with the likes of Shopify and WooCommerce and Shoplaza, all leaders in providing these digital storefronts to help our customers get access to more ways to sell online. And for me, that's kind of the, the innovation angle where it's kind of empowering the SMB to go omni-channel, number one. And, and number two, when you think about speed, which we were just talking mm -hmm. about, right? Um, the trend towards needing your money faster is definitely something we're keen to help our customers unlock. And we're working with many different types of partners, uh, including banks and mobile wallets in many developing and emerging countries across APAC to actually improve the user experience, not just by improving speed, but it's also improving the ways that you can use the money. Mm -hmm. um, it's funny because uh, I, I got a couple of meetings today and yesterday where we are speaking about uh, same day payment. Is it the same day or is it like same minute, like uh, same second payment? And this makes a big difference right now. So. Uh, I'm sure you had this discussion also before, and you saw the improvement of your solution there. So this is uh, this is where I'm I'm really proud of uh, some of these uh, 
partner uh, relationships that we have, uh, because as I said, it's in seconds, right? What we've been able to do really is to work directly with um, the mobile wallet. So the example I gave earlier is uh, Jazz Cash in Pakistan, but you know, closer to the region in the Philippines, we also work with Gcash. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is you know quite an innovative mobile wallet uh, that grew, I think, you know, eight x over uh, the pandemic. Everyone is using it right now, right? Exactly, right. And um, and what we've been able to do with them is actually to create a flow where a customer could, from the Gcash app, access their pay in your balance see how much they have in USD, Euros, and GBP, and with a click of a button, transfer it from their foreign currency balance to their PHP local currency balance, and the money is there in seconds. And this, I think, was something that really resonated with our customers in the Philippines, and we've seen this partnership grow tremendously since we launched it um, a few years back. Um, I also know that you... Uh, you are the GM of Hong Kong, but also the uh, the VP of uh, Partnership for for Asia, Southeast Asia. Sorry, uh, can you elaborate a bit more how you build the network there to collaborate with all these partners that you have and customers, and also what are the strategies you are using there? Yeah, so uh, this is partnerships is uh, is a very very important pillar of our our growth uh, in the region. You can't look at partnership as a one size fits all type approach. Uh, it's going to be really dependent on what the goals are for a particular partnership, but also what is the end game, right? We talked about um, digital commerce and expanding uh, globally via digital commerce. And so the strategy for us has always been about identifying um, the points of enablement for our customers, right? We, we know that the customer needs to uh, sell or wants to sell, on a global marketplace or receive funds from direct international clients. So we will partner with key stakeholders from um, any of those areas, right? We know that the customers have a pain point where they want to access their funds faster. So that's why we will partner with the leaders uh, in the space in various countries around the region. We also know that these customers need a lot more education when it comes to expanding internationally. And that's, again, why I had mentioned earlier that, you know, we're even partnering with um, key stakeholders in the government um, to, to bring the message to these SMBs. And then lastly, right, and this is where I think the, um, the interesting types of partnerships we've been able to unlock over the last couple of years for me is, is a, really a revelation because some of our most successful partnerships are with um, influencers and uh, communities online that help us to educate the wider customer base about the opportunities globally. And when you think about that, uh, both from a services perspective, but also from an e-commerce perspective, uh, working with logistics providers, the FedExes and the DHLs of this world, we, we create then this network that enables the SMB to be at the center of it mm-hmm. and to have access to all of these things. In, in, in a small way, I like to think of it as the value add that Payoneer can provide. Your relationship with Payoneer is almost like your passport to international expansion. 
you mentioned about the influencers and I think like in terms of business, they just leverage a lot on the on the last past years, on the, the actuality with the COVID and everything there. Um, did you see a change of trends by leveraging on them, for example, or working with some of the companies they are working with them? So to be honest, it wasn't new for us. Okay. Uh, we have been working with influencers and community groups uh, for many years now uh, because we knew that um, in order to be able to really connect with our customers, you need to speak to them uh, in a way that they're comfortable. And what we found is that in many of these forums and in many of these um, communities, right, they were they were talking about the pain points and it's sometimes difficult uh, if you zoom out entirely to understand what they're talking about. And this is where uh, the local teams that we have on the ground um, really provide so much value. Uh, this is also, again, what differentiates us in many key markets where we have teams on the ground looking to help these SMBs go global. And for me, uh, you know, I, I take no credit for everything that uh, we've been able to do over the last couple of years. It really is all about the amazing work that the team has been able to do, building relationships with local stakeholders, um, actually identifying opportunities and then translating those pain points into the business requirements um, and, and, and providing that voice of customer link uh, between the customer and um, Payoneer. So uh, you speak about the team right now. What kind of culture does it exist in, in your company, but also what makes a great, great team for you? I like to say, and this isn't what I say, but you know, our CEO um, uses this a lot. Um, our culture is our superpower. Um, we believe that if you build with joy, you come to work every day and you're happy with the people that you work with, um, you have fun doing it. And, you know, taking it beyond that, for me personally, I'm really inspired by the success stories of our customers. I mean, when I see some of the customers that we have and how much they've grown, I'm humbled, inspired, and, uh, you know, really motivated to help them. I have a friend who I met, you know, the, the first couple of months that I was with Payoneer. He's a customer, yes, but I consider him a friend. Um, he started his business as an individual freelancer providing customer care services uh, to an American client. Today, five years later, he has 700 people across nine different cities around the Philippines. His business has really taken off and, you know, he's continued to stay grounded and humble uh, and for me, that's what gets me out of bed, right? Um, trying to find those people that have the passion and the drive to be able to expand internationally. And how can I and how can Payoneer be a part of their story? This is a great uh, success story. Uh, very good one. Um, I have another question for you about partnerships because we focus a lot on your customers right now. But you're also like, as I'm, I'm sure, like financial institutions working with you or you also mentioned about like logistic companies. Was it difficult for you or for Pioneer to work with them at the beginning? Did you face any challenges or it was a smooth uh, relationship in the beginning and everything was okay? So that's a really, really great question. I think that uh, sometimes um, Pioneer and a bank from a partnership perspective uh, isn't always a logical dance partner combination. 
Um, but I always look at these partnerships as collaborative. I think at the start, um, when we try to explain what we're doing um, to the bank, um, they, they sometimes might look at it as, hey, we're providing those same kinds of services, right? Or, hey, um, that product seems awfully similar to, to what we have, right? But what we've tried to uh, share with them and you know, I think that in many cases we've been quite successful, right? Is to be able to look at it beyond just what is happening on the ground or what is happening um, with a particular product, but what the opportunity is moving forward, number one. And number two, about the user experience. And I think more and more banks are starting to realize that this idea of user experience uh, will really resonate more with the SMBs that they have. They are actually putting more focus now on SMBs versus years past where, you know, they would put a lot of focus on large corporates, um, some focus obviously on the consumer side of the business, but then there's this big, meaningful part in the middle of the SMB that largely wasn't getting the right kind of service and the right kind of attention. And you know, we try to position ourselves as a collaborator in this space because at the end of the day, um, you know, we are actually looking to create connections with the bank to ultimately have the funds land and be settled on a last mile basis with that bank. So while the product might look like there's a little bit of overlap, the reality is you're going to be able to work with that customer in many new and interesting ways. You're going to learn more about that customer's business. And ultimately, you're going to be able to, you know, have a partnership where it's mutually beneficial. Thanks for the answers. I think it's a great answer. Um, basically, I have another question because we are speaking about like Southeast Asia, right? So countries are very really fragmented. Regulation is very different. How do you navigate between all those regulations to operate? And did you face any challenges or do you face like maybe sometimes not the challenges, but opportunities lying into the differences between those, uh, those regulations and countries? So that's a really, really good question. And, um, you know, if I zoom back on that, right, regulations and compliance, super, super important. At the end of the day, we at Payoneer in the business of trust. Mm -hmm. If we do not provide a trusted, stable platform, our customers are not going to trust us to manage and move their money. So we ensure that we are compliant with all regulations um, in country. We are licensed in many geos globally in all 50 U.S. states as an uh, MSB. We have a license in, in Europe in Japan, in India, um, of course, in Hong Kong. Um, and recently, we got uh, an approval in principle uh, to be a, a major, payment major payment institution uh, license holder in, uh, in Singapore. Congratulations. Thank you. And, uh, you know, for me, that's one side of it. But the other side also is um, the last mile of the payment. And this is where. We work with the likes of Bank of America, Barclays, uh, Deutsche, global banks that help us hold and move the money. Um, regional banks, uh, including DBS, 
to be able to help us uh, settle the money in the last mile in many countries and local banks in the Philippines, in um, Thailand, and uh, all across Southeast Asia. The fact that uh, we work with these banks also creates and enhances that sense of trust because they know, our customers know, that we are compliant with local regulations. It's, uh, it's, it's a thing that you don't kind of want to compromise on, right? Because uh, um, without compliance and risk, it's, it's kind of like uh, driving a car with no brakes, right? Yeah. <laughs> you, could, uh, you could have an unfortunate accident. <laughs> Thanks for the, uh, the image. It's a, it's a good uh, comparison, I think. Um, I, I was thinking also like about, because you speak about like the, the current markets right now, but do you see like any trends or do you foresee any challenges in the, in the coming future months for, for you or for the market right now? Especially when we, we speak at, about like global digital commerce and we see all the tension between all these countries right now. Indeed, indeed. Uh, it's a very interesting uh, world that we live in today. And uh, there are certainly macroeconomic challenges all over the world. Um, but we are seeing some encouraging trends in APAC um, based on a recent report that I read from WorldPay. Um, they're actually seeing um, compounded annual growth of anywhere between 15 to 18% in e-commerce uh, in many developing countries in um, Southeast Asia and in APAC. And These trends are very encouraging, not just because e-commerce is starting to become a bigger part of the overall um, retail landscape in many of these countries, uh, but also that as a method of payment, right, uh, there is definitely a noticeable shift from credit cards being that primary consumer method of payment to more uh, options that are like digital wallets, for example, right? And... Uh, with Gen Z younger customers now, their experience has been entirely around, you know, connecting with a local wallet or connecting with, you know, Facebook or Instagram or these social platforms, right? And for them, um, they haven't really built that association with the local brands that are the banks in the countries. And we, you know, I think if you think about where the majority of the shoppers are going to come from in the years to come, it's going to be this younger generation, right? So we're also watching very closely um, that trend towards the use of uh, digital wallets as a method of payment on e-commerce. We are seeing promising trends when it comes to uh, digital commerce in APAC. And then, you know, on the flip side, when we think about services, um, I think countries like the Philippines are actually really well positioned to address some of these global trends around offshoring, outsourcing, um, and um, being able to provide some of these services remotely um, as the world starts to get used to a distributed global workforce. Um, they're much more open now to hiring and building teams uh, in different countries. And that's also an opportunity for many of the business process outsourcing companies we work with and the freelancers we work with uh, to be able to, uh, to access those trends. In fact, um, I mentioned earlier that freelancer income survey, which we released uh, earlier this year, um, of the thousands of freelancers that we uh, surveyed, actually 46% of them said that demand increased 
uh, year on year versus last year for them. So we're taking that as a positive sign that uh, there continues to be robust demand for the services that our customers provide. Perfect, perfect. Um, any any website, blogs, or um, no, like a center of information where people can know about, more about the companies, the services? So uh, Payoneer.com. Mm -hmm. um, we also have a great blog uh, which is linked uh, to that, uh, that webpage. Um, we also have a number of um, local communities in the many different countries that we... Uh, Uh, that we operate in and uh, you know you, you can find many of these communities on on Facebook for example and uh, and, and and some localized um, channels uh, for example we have a great um, uh, community on uh, line in in, in Thailand nice. um, but you know for me it is actually also about connecting face to face right and one of the things that I'm super excited about, Um, is that uh, now that travel is coming back, um, I'm going to get the opportunity to uh, to meet with many of our customers uh, in many cities across uh, Southeast Asia because we are going to be doing more of these pioneer forums. Mm -hmm. And so I hope that uh, you know I can connect uh, with people online. Also, of course, offline at some of these events. And you know, I really hope also to be doing more with customers across Southeast Asia uh, as we, you know, really try to navigate the global opportunities. And how people can know more about you? How can they connect with you? So I'm on LinkedIn and uh, always happy to connect, uh, particularly if it's about uh, fintech or, um, you know, uh, digital commerce. Uh, and, you know, also, again, happy to connect um, offline uh, because, Uh, I really am really excited about uh, the opportunities to participate in more um, industry events and uh, uh, community gatherings uh, that I hope to see also uh, in Hong Kong um, moving forward. Thank you very much, Miguel. It was a pleasure to have you today. Thank you, Mehdi. I hope you have like, uh, a good time with me and uh, thank you for sharing everything with us. Indeed. Cheers. Cheers.